Hey, everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today with another episode of my new podcast, In the News, with all the news for independent paint retailers. Before I get going today, let me do a quick shout out to the dealer who sent me the swag that I'll be recording in today, Eagle Paint and Wall Covering in Englewood, New Jersey, right here in the New York metropolitan area, is owned by independent paint retailer Joe Passari. Before I had ever had the pleasure of meeting him, Joe taught me that there were more ways to sell paint than just how my grandfather and father did business, and he really opened my eyes to what was possible if I was willing to be creative as a paint dealer. Here's one way how he did it. Donald Kaufman was a color designer in New York City who created a limited color system to support his unique color palettes. Made from blending dry pigments, which were exclusive to him, with premium products from either Benjamin Moore or Pratt & Lambert, Kaufman sold customers on the fact that the paint didn't matter. It was his colors and his colorant that made his product so special. The Kaufman colors specified by New York architects and designers had painters driving past my stores in the Bronx and over the George Washington Bridge to Englewood to buy Kaufman colors made in the same regal and the same accolade that we were selling. But it sold for triple the price available exclusively at Eagle Paint. Joe likes to brag that the colors were unmatchable using the Benjamin Moore or Pratt & Lambert system. Joe, if you're listening, agree to disagree. I have some experience in that area, but that was never the point because most consumers who specified the Donald Kaufman colors insisted on the painter holding the spec. As a young dealer trying to live off the 15% gross profit margin, which was typical on Benjamin Moore products in New York at the time, it was hard not to notice how much money Joe was making. When I sent out a call for swag, Joe was fast to provide. Joe's vest is getting me through my winter in Connecticut. So thanks, Joe, for all your support over the course of my career and continued success at Eagle Paint. One more thought before I get on to the news. I often get asked what it takes to put these in the news podcasts together for dealers. And the answer is I read a lot of paint news. I maintain a list now of over 35 Google alerts pertaining to the paint business. So I get a lot of news on Benjamin Moore, Sherwin-Williams, PPG, and of course, everybody's favorite, Dan Calkins. Of course, Google does not distinguish between the meaningful news for independent paint retailers that I'm looking to add to these episodes and the piles of other news picked up by my alerts. So I pick through all of that looking for anything that I feel paint dealers may actually be interested in. Most of those 35 emails a day can be quickly scanned and deleted. For example, my alert for Benjamin Moore picks up every local media outlet who covered their color of the year announcement. Also picked up by the alert is news that does not even apply to paint dealers at all, but whose headline matches the alert that I've set. For example, Police in Prescott, Arizona recently arrested Dan Calkins on an outstanding warrant for assault, theft, and disorderly conduct. Of course, using my investigative skills, I was able to determine that that is not our Dan Calkins, who to my knowledge has no outstanding warrants. Though, if it ever becomes illegal to tell paint dealers, there will not be a price increase in 2021 while implementing de facto price increases by taking away existing order size and other promotional discounts, then the real Dan Calkins is going to need a lawyer. In another story, a bird flew into the open passenger window of a Sherwin-Williams tractor trailer traveling 
west on Route 81 through Pennsylvania, causing the driver to lose control of the truck. While the driver was unhurt, the truck went off the overpass it was traveling on, landing on the street below. Like the shelves at most Sherwin-Williams stores, the truck was empty at the time. Finally, before I get to some serious news, I thought I would share a paint human interest story that I came across. Frank Vogel, the second generation former president of Diamond Vogel Paints, one of the nation's 15 largest paint manufacturers, recently donated $1 million to his college alma mater, Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa. The money is to be used to build the $3.1 million Frank and Lois Vogel Welcome Center. So way to go, Frank and Diamond Vogel, for showing that the paint industry and those of us who participate in it are a positive force in our communities. Now let's do some news. The world's second largest paint manufacturer, PPG, recently announced their third quarter earnings. The company reporting better than expected results, and they were expecting good results. Revenue for the quarter came in at $4.39 billion, up from $3.69 billion for the same period a year ago, the nearly 20% increase well in excess of the $4.5 billion that the company had forecast for themselves. Despite the sales increase, news from the Pittsburgh-based manufacturer was not all good, with net income reported at $344 million. That's down from $442 million the same quarter the previous year. Company chairman and CEO Michael McGarry blamed the earnings drop on supply chain interruptions, which worsened during the quarter as various commodity and component shortages restricted our manufacturing output. McGarry went on to share additionally that while overall demand remained robust, during the quarter, these increased disruptions prevented us from completely fulfilling our strong order books. So PPG is telling us with this report that demand remains high for coatings in the United States, but that shortages remain a problem for the industry, with PPG not being able to receive enough raw materials to manufacture the paint they need to meet current demand. Moving on, in previous episodes of In the News, I reported that both Benjamin Moore and Worcester had made significant investments to increase their manufacturing capability, the companies expecting high demand for their products for the foreseeable future. Also expecting high demand for coatings for the foreseeable future, paint manufacturer Diamond Vogel announced that they were beginning construction on a $15 million innovation center. The Diamond Vogel Innovation Center will add 36,000 square feet of state-of-the-art laboratory space to the campus of the paint manufacturer's Orange City, Iowa headquarters. The Innovation Center will make room for an additional 60 researchers and chemists to work developing and advancing Diamond Vogel's lines of paint. While the Diamond Vogel brand of paint may not be well known among independents, the company's line of professional and industrial stains and lacquers, Old Masters, is well known throughout the channel. Company president and CEO Jeff Powell, a regular guest on my podcast, said the Innovation Center fulfills the need for additional effective and efficient space to continue to explore cutting edge advancements in paint and coating technologies for our customers. In addition, the Innovation Center will provide the capacity to meet our current and future strategic objectives. The Innovation Center should be completed during 2022. 
European paint maker Hempel announced recently the return of their brand Jones Blair to the industrial market here in North America. The Jones Blair brand should be familiar to dealers who sell into the industrial space. But when Hempel purchased the company in 2005, Jones Blair products were integrated into the regular Hempel line. But the Jones Blair line was widely specified in the industrial segment where their products were known for high performance, high gloss and corrosion resistance. Dealers who sell industrial, particularly in the Gulf Coast region, can expect additional competition from this brand, which is well known in the space. Also announcing earnings recently, the world's largest paint maker Sherwin-Williams recently reported their third quarter earnings. The company reported sales of $5.15 billion for the quarter, a paltry 0.5% increase over 2020 results for the same period of time. In addition to the very small increase in sales, the paintmaker reported a decrease in their EBITDA, which is their earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization. But despite the paltry sales increases and despite the decrease in earnings, Sherwin-Williams also reported that they have added $2 billion of operating cash to their balance sheets over the first nine months of the year. That's money that dealers can expect Sherwin-Williams, the world's largest paint manufacturer, to invest back into the company's growth strategy once they are able to get the shelves at their stores filled again. Demand remains strong across our pro-architectural and industrial end markets. However, results in the third quarter were significantly impacted by ongoing and industry-wide raw material and supply chain challenges according to Chairman, President, and Chief Executive Officer John Marikis. Consolidated net sales increased less than 1% as raw materials availability negatively impacted total sales, according to Marikis, who went on to state that 75% of the impact was felt here in the United States. So that explains why Benjamin Moore retailers particularly continue to do well right now, taking business from Sherwin-Williams stores who are not able to get paint. At a time when demand for coatings is extraordinarily high, for Sherwin to only be able to be up 1% speaks to their continued inability to get professional paint on the shelves in their stores. The dealers I speak with are sharing that they continue to grow their business with new sales to former Sherwin-Williams customers. Mostly these are professional painters unable to find the products they need at the local Sherwin-Williams store. While the shortages at Sherwin-Williams have been a windfall for most independent paint retailers, particularly Benjamin Moore dealers, to independents who buy from Sherwin-Williams, that's Pratt & Lambert, Dutch Boy mostly, the shortages at the local Sherwin-Williams likely mean that the Accolade, Red Seal, and Prohide you've been expecting will not be available anytime soon as the paint manufacturer is likely to prioritize their own needs before the needs of their independent paint dealer customers. Dealers of these brands are well advised to continue to look for other sources of supply. In other news, homesphere.com, the largest community of home builders and building product manufacturers in the United States, recently announced a new partnership with PPG. Home builders can now access significant rebates on PPG paints through myhomesphere.com, the company's rebate management program available to all builders who sign up. 
The platform enables home builders to select product and track rebates from PPG, which can also be bundled with rebates from more than 1,500 other building product manufacturers already available on the HomeSphere platform. With material shortages making brands less important and ability to fulfill what's needed to make the sale, builders and professional painters find themselves needing to do more research to find what they need. Like dealers who are spending hours every day looking for new sources of supply to procure materials to keep their shelves full, builders and painters are doing the same thing. And where are they doing that research? Well, they're doing it online. If you made it this far in this video, then you are the type that likes their news direct and to the point, and so here it is. Dealers who do not create an online presence will lose the opportunity to tap into this vein, costing the channel an opportunity to grow. And that's in the short term. In the longer term, dealers lose more than an opportunity to grow. They will lose sales in their markets. As the contractor and professional paint consumer continue to express their desire to purchase paint online, painters will judge the online experience your store offers as more important than their in-store experience. Dealers who are serious about being in this business for more than another five years must make themselves known locally via the internet. For those who don't mind the sales pitch at the end of the news, if you want to know what I'm doing to help dealers establish themselves online as well as what I'm doing to create a digital infrastructure for a modern independent paint retailer, text me at 914-584-5889 and let's set up a time to chat. I don't do small changes. I'm planning on making a big difference for independent paint dealers. That's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. I'm Mark Lipton, and that was In the News.